Hi, babe. Welcome to the Christy Elizabeth podcast. This is your host, Christy Puebla. I'm your best babe, your go-to gal, confidant, and coach all in one. I'm a certified life coach who's obsessed with helping women get unstuck and step into their higher self. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to up-level your mindset and create emotional freedom so that you can create a life you're so obsessed with. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, babes. How the heck are you? It's been like three weeks since I've recorded an episode and it just feels so freaking amazing to be back in the seat, to be recording and talking to you all things life. I've seriously missed you. Okay, so if you've been following me, you know I celebrated my 35th birthday in Paris and it was a trip of a lifetime. And we're already brainstorming next year's travel to Europe, and I cannot wait. So we actually spent 10 days in Europe, a few days in Paris, and then we flew to Bologna, Italy, where we rented a cute little panda Fiat (laughs) because we wanted to fully immerse ourselves in the Italian lifestyle, you know, as much as we could being tourists. Um, And we literally drove countryside all through Italy from Bologna to Rome. And so we stopped off at like three other provinces, AKA states, and we stayed overnight and just got to explore the different cities. And then we ended the trip in Rome where we spent, I think, three days. And my husband and I are always up for an adventure when we travel. However, I don't think that either one of us were anticipating the mountains of Italy. So if there is any takeaway, which there are many, (laughs) it is I highly don't recommend renting your own car and driving through the mountains of Italy ever. (laughs) Because here's the thing in Europe, they go fast all the time and thankfully my husband's from mexico city so i think it was an easy transition for him to drive very fast and to kind of just be reactive and anticipate turns and curves and crossovers and merges and things of that Um, however when you are going up a mountain through the mountain down a mountain where you don't speak the language thankfully again my husband coming in for the win he speaks Spanish, obviously, and so Italian and Spanish um, have some similarities, so thankfully he could read the caution signs. But yeah, it was definitely an adventure, so I highly do not recommend renting a car and driving through the countryside, the mountainside of Italy. Uh, It's actually very dangerous. Like I said, there is no driving slow. It is all very fast-paced, and you are going around very sharp curves and again you're if you don't know italian then you are trying to understand what the signs mean the houses are literally on the edges of cliffs they don't have backyards the backyard is literally the cliff of the mountain you're going around curves where you can't see in front of you and well sometimes there might be like a semi who's literally blinking their lights at whoever is in front of them to stop so at one point we're going around a sharp curve and all we see before we get to it is lights flashing and i'm like eduardo you have to stop 
So he slows down and literally my door is right up against the mountain. And on the left side, there is a semi who is trying to make this curb. He did it like excellent driver, whoever was in that semi truck. But also I'm thinking like how dangerous these roads are so narrow. They're, they're just one ways. And again, in Europe, you're driving so fast that I'm like, this is just unsafe. So I would, we were on the road, I was like recording on Instagram and it felt like we were in a video game. Honestly, that didn't know justice, but I was gripping the handlebar so tightly that I felt like my bicep, my biceps like improved tremendously. And I'm pretty sure that I, uh, you know, dug a hole in the floorboard because of my non-existing brakes that I was using, of course, to help my husband drive. Um, so it was an adventure. All of that to share that it was so eye-opening. We loved Europe. It was my first time, his second time to Europe. Um, love the street style, the fashion. I'm obsessed. I'm like, how do I bring that into Florida? The food was amazing. And here's a here's a thing I'm going to share with you. Some of you may know that I have gastritis and I have signs of Barrett's esophagus. And so that's why I've been on this food journey. Um, or gut reset journey for the past, well, I think since January. And when we were over in Europe, I mean, if you were following us, I mean, we were eating crepes a day, gelato a day, chocolate croissants a day. And for the most part, I didn't have any issues. There were a couple of days that I could feel a little acidity coming in my throat, but majority of it was was good. When I came back, I was speaking to my nutritionist. I was also speaking to the personal trainer who I do TRX with. And I'm like, well, yeah, duh. It's because the food regulations in Europe versus here are very different. And, you know, they were talking about how much like preservatives and food coloring and unnatural things that are put into our foods. And also even just like pesticides that are being sprayed or the the grass that the um, cows or chickens or whomever eats, whatever animals eat, right? And I'm just like floored because we literally were just eating what we wanted, right? We were on travel. Why not? It just, it was like, I barely had any issues. And then I come back to the US and I get back to routine and I'm, I'm eating healthy, but I'm also like trying you know, new things. And I can already see how my body is reacting. Like today, specifically, I have acid reflux. And I think it's coming from something that I ate yesterday. And so I've literally take some tablets, I've taken some slippery elm, I've done tons of things to kind of help calm the acidity down. Anyways, that could be a whole nother episode. Uh, anyways, jumping back to Europe. So it was just an amazing, amazing trip, super adventurous. And I just, again, I love the street fashion. I loved how we got to take the metro everywhere. I loved just exploring the cities and just really immersing ourselves in the culture. And there's just so much to do. So we'd love to go back to Paris and explore other things. We're so excited that we got to see our friends, I actually met one of our friends for the first time. And then Italy, it was just, I actually was expecting it to be a little bit more calm than Paris. Um, I just had this idea in mind that it was just a more laid back environment. And that was so not true, at least not in any of the areas that we were at. I mean, the hospitality of every hotel we went to, of the different um, venues that we visited, it was just incredible. 
And honestly, I haven't even had that much time to reflect. Like right now, me recording this episode is the most reflection I've had on our trip because since I've been back, I've been getting into uh, back into routine and obviously we're back. So there's friends and family that want to see us. The holiday is coming up. Um, so actually, I cannot wait to dig into and reflect more on this trip because this trip was like a 10 year plus dream come true. I remember talking about traveling to Paris and to Italy back when I was a banker. So this was like 10 plus years ago. We might even be leading towards 15 years ago. And so it's just so cool that it's come to fruition and that I got to do it with my soulmate who is the best travel partner ever. And maybe that's another episode too. Ooh, all of these amazing ideas. But I will tell you, I kind of said this to a couple of girlfriends. It's like, I love traveling with my husband. We are so compatible. We have each other's back. So like when we were on the road navigating through the mountains of Italy, I was holding the phone and following the GPS and he was actually just driving. And so like, I had his back every single time. You've got a sharp coming, a sharp curve coming up on your right. You have another one coming on your left. You have a straightaway. Then there's going to be a stop sign. There's going to be this. And so like I had his back. And then when we were navigating the subway, he would be looking up on his phone and he would give me a rundown. It's this stop, this stop, this stop. And so as he's like kind of looking at the phone, I'm like walking the streets and looking for the signs saying, all right, we got to make a right. We got to make a left. And I was just anticipating all of the, uh, all of the navigation based on what he told me. And so I just, I love traveling with him and we work so well. And even when shit happens, and let me tell you, shit does happen on every trip. That's just part of life. We don't make it a problem. We're like, okay, this happened. Now what do we want to do about it? So it's never a problem for us. And so I just, I shared with my friends, like, I just love traveling with him. It's just, it's so, so much fun and such ease. And we really just get to enjoy the adventure and, you know, whatever comes up, comes up. We just vibe and we kind of just go with the flow and we have similar interests or if not like a lot of interests. And so it just, it works. Maybe I'll do an episode on like traveling with your soulmate because it's kind of freaking amazing. <laughs> okay. And maybe I will uh, share more about our trip to Europe. Um, like I said, I still want to reflect on it. I haven't had, I haven't put the time into it. Cause like I said, I was getting back to routine, but maybe that is something I'll explore and share a little bit more with you all. Let's talk about this week's episode. So it all is pertaining to kind of what I've shared with you. It's travel hangover. And just so you know, like this is a real thing, at least for me and a few other people I've talked with. So travel hangover is definitely something that I experienced coming back from Europe. And here's what I found. Like most of us have this thought that when we travel or some people refer as holiday or go on vacation, that they'll be so rested when they come back that they'll have like this new awakening or that there's going to be a shift and that when they're back home, they have like this crazy amount of energy to like just take over the world and everything changes everything shifts and it's just like this new version of you who's like re revitalized from your vacation or your travels or your holiday and i find that that hasn't been true for me for 
any of my travels. So I've been traveling quite a bit recently and I just found that like that's not true that I typically have this like travel hangover. One of uh, the girls in my coach mastermind when I was getting coached on this, she was like, travel hangover is real. And I'm like, oh my God, yes it is. And so I wanted to talk to you all about it on today's episode because it's something that I have been kind of like maneuvering ever since we got back. We got back on the, I think the 25th. So we've now been here like over a good week and I'm still navigating that hangover. So this week I wanted to talk to you about like the five ways to cure your travel hangover. And this is specifically to like what I've experienced. And I can, like I said, I've traveled recently, uh, more recently in the last few months that I see this as a reoccurring thing. And so I'm like, well, let's just talk about it. So for any of my travel buddies out there, my travel babes, um, here are five ways to cure your travel hangover. Number one is give yourself one full day between returning home and beginning your work week or your week. So before I go into like that, I just want to like put this caveat. So also with someone who has experienced anxiety in their life, this is also really good for you too. It's learning because when things are constantly go, 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 and you don't have a break in between, sometimes anxiety creeps in and then it creates more anxiety, more overwhelm, and you start spinning out. So what I've learned, I know that I can be triggered by certain things that um, anxiety can creep in. What I've learned over my travels is that I really do need that day either when I get there um, if it's a longer travel, I need that. I need when we get there to that destination that I give myself time to decompress. And here's what happened. I didn't do this when we went to Paris and I did have like an anxiety experience. And I can definitely share that in another episode of like what happened and how I managed through it. But just going back to the original like five ways to cure your travel hangover is giving yourself a little window when you arrive to your destination to kind of recollect yourself yourself, um, recenter yourself, ground yourself, right? Before taking on the next things, right? So typically when you're traveling somewhere, it's go, 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 go. So it's giving you that little bit of window to like decompress before you start your adventure. I also want to offer that to be the same thing for when you return. It's giving yourself that window of time between when you arrive home to when you are starting your week off, giving you that sacred time to really recollect, regroup, recenter yourself. So like I said, giving yourself a full day between returning home and then beginning your work week or your week ahead. So what this allows you to do is to really recalibrate that jet lag, that time zone difference. It gives you the ability to take an approach of a more like slower pace where maybe you take a nap if needed, you, you know, have the full day where you can unpack, you can do laundry, you can grocery shop, you can spend time with your fur babies, your human babies. Maybe you need to go pick up your children or maybe you need to go pick up your your dog at daycare right and so it gives you that ability to have that window in between of starting your work week to really like get things back in order and this essentially is just setting you up for success for the week ahead right like it's a day to get back to like normalcy without the rush and let's be honest like that jet lag really can get to you where sometimes you need to take the nap because you just feel so foggy in your brain and your energy is zapped. And so like, again, this gives you that opportunity to have that day 
to do that before you head into the work week. Number two, it's to get back to your routines as quickly as possible. So your body is used to a certain way of living, right? Uh, your lifestyle. And you've just taken time away where you're most likely not doing all the things, right? You're not eating the same. You're not working out the same. You're probably maybe not even working out, right? Your sleep has changed. You're constantly on the go. You're on your feet. Uh, your, your brain is really craving routine. It's craving to be nurtured in that way of the lifestyle that it's used to. So it's like getting back to eating the healthier foods. It's getting back to increasing your water intake. It's getting back to your workout routine or your movement, your exercise, and really being mindful of like your sleep routine, making sure that you're not like over napping, which then would interfere with what time you go to bed or waking up too early because you're still on the different time zone trying to get yourself as closely back to uh, your normal wake up and sleep routine. And that may be like a gradual process over time. So I just want to offer that, like, let's not rush it, but I just want that mindfulness to be there that over time, like, let's get back to like, let's start like reducing the amount of naps we take. Um, Let's make sure that we're going to bed closer to the time we're used to and waking up um, closer to the time we're used to um, and really just acclimating back to your current time zone. Just understanding what your routines are and knowing that your body craves that and you've been out of alignment for like two weeks or however long your travel was and it's just nurturing your body and getting back to that. The third thing that I want to offer is like reconnection with mother nature. This is like such a grounding technique for me and sometimes I forget that it's so important for me and that it really does move the needle and gaining clarity and kind of just recentering myself. And so what this looks like for me is going to the lake, my favorite lake that is nearby, literally having a picnic blanket and laying in the sand on the blanket, just either kind of like taking a little nap, like really like having a siesta while you hear the waves in the water, you hear the dogs barking, you hear the the kids playing. It's just really a very like calming moment for me. And I also like to bring my journal. So like if there's a lot of thoughts that are going on and it's like a lot of pressure for me to like get back to a normal routine, I'll bring my journal and just have time for me to really just put a thought download into my journal and really understand what is all going on in my brain. But there is just something so special and so clarifying when you reconnect with mother nature. So this really could look like just going out in your backyard. It could be, you know, walking barefoot in the sand. This could be taking your dog on a walk or walking around the neighborhood. It really could be anything, but it's really just connecting back to mother nature, getting yourself outdoors. I find that this is my biggest advocate in helping me gain clarity and just create like total calmness in my body. That place for me to kind of let all of my worries go and really allow mother nature to come in and create that safety and security in my body and allow me to reconnect with what's most important and gain clarity in like where I'm at and where I'm headed. And so I did that last week and I came back like re-energized, focused. I knew where I wanted to go with things and it just, it was exactly what I needed. So don't ever underestimate the power of reconnecting with mother nature. I love it so much. Okay. Okay, so number four, which I kind of talked a little bit about in three, but number four is journaling. For me, I am a huge proponent of journaling. 
it is something that I love to do and I find that it has so much power whenever you're able to just drop in all of your thoughts and kind of create that mental clarity in your brain like really clear out the space up there because you've now put it onto paper allows you to think so much more clearly allows you to see things so much more clearly so that you can intentionally and deliberately make decisions on things that are you felt that are keeping you stuck that you feel is keeping you stuck and so i you know actually chose not to journal while i was at the lake i really took that time to just be with me and just enjoy the sun beaming down my feet in the sand and listening to the calming noise of the waves and kids you know playing in the background and people walking by or bicycles um, going by I really took that time to just be with me and so I didn't journal although I did bring it with me last night and this morning I really got back to journaling and it's like sometimes I get so wrapped up in like just do 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 that I'm like oh but I know that this one thing really helps move the needle it really helps me gain clarity and so there is just so much power in sitting with your journal whether it's 15 minutes 30 minutes or an hour whatever feels good for you and literally just asking yourself like what am I thinking what are all the thoughts that I have going on and then just jotting them down because sometimes we get bombarded by thinking that, oh, we're back from vacation or travel or holiday. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have all these things to do. And it's like, okay, but like, let's be realistic. What do you have to do? And what are the things you just are putting on your list of like wanting to do? And you're putting the pressure and the obligation. The journaling allows you to kind of like sort all of this out and then really decide, okay, where do I want to focus my attention? What is going to be the biggest needle mover for my attention, right? Or in my business or in or focus you have for the week, right? Also, just simply journaling your gratitude. I think when you can really focus on all the things that you're grateful for, it really does shift your energy. And so one of the best ways to do this is through journaling. So journal about gratitude, or you can journal doing a a thought download and really sorting out all your thoughts and then asking yourself high level questions. Like there really is so much power in journaling. And lastly, number five is showing yourself compassion and knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect. We come home and it's like, oh, everything has to be in order. Everything has to be clean. I have to do this. I have to do that. And this is how my week is going to flow. And I just want to offer you like, let's just show yourself some compassion that you're just, you're just getting back from travel. There is that period of acclimation, recalibrating, getting back to the routine. And so like, how can you just show yourself love and compassion and understand and knowing like there is a time that it's going to take, you know, for me to get reacclimated, and that's fine. It's totally not a problem. And also identifying when your body is really needing that TLC. Right now, this is what my body needs. And so my only job today is to show up with compassion, to show up and nurture myself back to health. So really it's all about showing yourself compassion and and knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect. So those are the five ways that I cure my travel hangover and this is what I've seen as a consistent pattern for me over the last few travels. And so I wanna encourage you to try them out as well and see if they work for you. And of course, there's so many other things, but these are just the five things that stood out for me, especially this round of what I really needed. This was that biggest um, time time zone difference or jet lag that I've had. So this is what worked for me. So again, number one, it's really giving yourself that full day between home and returning home and beginning your week ahead. Number two is getting back to your routines as quickly as possible, but also honoring your body at the same time. 
Number three is reconnecting with Mother Nature, getting yourself outdoors and reconnecting and grounding yourself. Number four is journaling, whether that be through gratitude or just thought download to really clear out your your brain space. And then number five is showing yourself compassion, love and understanding and knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect. So I hope that these are so useful for you because they definitely were for me. They'll definitely be a good reminder for me for our upcoming travels as well. So that's what I have for you today. A little long-winded, but I wanted to share all the things. And like I said, I'm so happy to be back in the seat to be recording and to be connecting with each and every one of you every single week. I just love it so much. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. So join me next week, same time, same place. So have an amazing week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to hit follow so you never miss an episode and be sure to share with all your best babes so together we help more women get unstuck and step into their higher self.